Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the latest edition of We Got Next. I'm Ricky Hampton, along with the big fella, Paul Mokeski, former Milwaukee Bucks Center, coming to you on a Monday evening. Hope everybody had a great weekend. Mo, we got brought back down to earth here in Motown. Our beloved Lions went on the road and got a 38 to 6 beat down. And it wasn't even that close, man. But that's life in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, the, the Raiders are no great team, but they go into Chicago and get killed by a one in five Chicago Bears team, too. It's just. It's crazy, right? <laughs> Starting a rookie quarterback. Yeah, Division Two. From from Division Two, and you know, <laughs> you, I mean, stuff happens, man. I, I some of this stuff is hard to uh, hard to explain, but it just you got to bring it every Sunday. That's in the why NFL, or that's you why it's sports, and that's why you, kids at home you should never bet on sports because you never know what's going to happen. <laughs> Absolutely, and, and Paul. Even on the bad teams, these athletes, these are world-class athletes, just like the NBA. Yeah, I mean, you know, I used to always crack up, you know, you know, people would say, you know, you know, I'm as, you know, I'm as good as the 12th guy in the NBA team. No, you're not. <laughs> you, have, you, have, you have no idea. <laughs> the, the, the greatest example of that, I've told this story a couple of times on this show, my daughter and I went to watch the Cavaliers and Pistons last year, and Ricky Rubio was rehabbing. But before the game, he was just standing out there shooting threes, and he hit 30, 40 in a row. And he's not a three-point shooter. No. He's not even considered. But he's so freaking good. If you just leave him alone, no pressure, he will hit it every freaking time. Well, you I, when you were here visiting, I took you to the uh... – to the Ignite G League practice, and you know they're 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 not even a very good team in the G League, and you know they have a lot of talent on their team. <laughs> yeah, it, it it is it is truly remarkable. So you you got to prepare, and you got to come out and play. But Mo, let's get to this man. We got breaking news: uh, the Milwaukee Bucks superstar center forward, whatever he is, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Kuko, I can never say his name. Just call him Giannis. Giannis, uh, I apologize for that big fella. But uh, he has agreed to a three-year extension worth $186 million. He announced it on Twitter uh, earlier this evening. That will make him a buck through the 27th season. And that's also the length of uh, his newly acquired teammates, Damon Lillard's contract with Milwaukee. Your thoughts on uh, uh, Giannis signing the extension? You know, there was some talk. He was thinking maybe I'll go somewhere else, but I guess he feels like the Bucks are headed in the right direction. Well, uh, first of all, isn't that around $60 million a year? <laughs> How amazing is that? And, you know, I remember when, you know, contracts started to get to 20 million a year and that was crazy. You're looking at, you know, five years from now, an $80 million a year guy or, you know, 
knows, but, you know, crazy money. But, uh, you know, I think uh, uh, Giannis pretty much pushed the cat, uh, the Bucks into making that trade and doing something huge. They gave up Holiday, a player who they love and won a championship with, and some draft picks and, uh, you know, some other things. And they, and they got Damon Lillard, who's one of the best, uh, you know, scoring guards in the league, for sure. Um, so they made that move, and now Giannis held up, you know, his pretty much end of the bargain and signed his extension. So there's no question that those two will be together, you know, for the next uh, four years. And, um, you know, I just hope... Uh, you know, Lopez and Middleton and uh, Portis and guys like that can step up and, and uh, you know, get them a championship ring. Um, kind of a little different, though. I, you know, I don't know. Maybe I don't like it. Because if everything was up in the air this year, that would push everybody, all the players, all the coaches, all the owners, to win a championship this year, or you might lose Giannis. So that pressure is kind of off now, but we'll see. Hey, hey, Paul, just just that combination. We, I, I've asked you this before and now and we're going to get into this tonight. I want, I want to talk to you about some of the teams you like this year. Uh, uh, you know, maybe some of the up and coming players we should look out for. But but when you look at Milwaukee w- with their big team, Giannis and Dane, you think that's a good pairing. And, and you mentioned some of the other guys that goes with them. They can't, those two guys won't win it by themselves. No, I mean, you know, uh, you know, the other combo, you know, that did win it last year, Jamal Murray and the Joker, right? I mean, that's very similar to them, uh, but they weren't very deep Denver Nuggets I'm talking about last year, the world champions. Um, But uh, the guys, um, you know, their role players, stepped up, especially in the playoffs. You know, Aaron Gordon played great. Michael Porter Jr. played great. Uh, Christian Brown came off the bench. So, uh, you know, you can't win it yourself. Um, but the Bucks, you know, with Middleton, hopefully he's healthy. Uh, Lopez, one of the better bigs in the league. Portis, a great backup, who just got off playing for USA uh, uh, Basketball. The big uh, key in, in this lineup, I think, is Cognitum. Cognitum, you know, I mean, he, he's been hurt and up and down, and uh, he's the guy, I think, that has to step up for him to make them, uh, you know, to get them over the hump in the East because, you know, you're looking at Boston who, you know, made me mad by getting Holiday. <laughs> that's the only place I really don't want him to go. Uh, you know, so that's an uphill battle, and, you know, so, uh, you know, it, you don't want it alone, but with two guys like that, you got a pretty good heads up on it. Hey, uh, uh, Steve uh, checks in to say, just think if Giannis can hit his free throws. Man, you, you make your $60 a year, you can hit your free throws. You, you know what, though? I look back last year, I think he shot 73%. So he just got in a bad way with... Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, he... You know, obviously when the pressure's on, it's harder to make free throws and stuff like that. Um, but I was really surprised. Um, I'm going to double check that, that uh, he shot 73% or something last year from the free throw line, which is pretty amazing <laughs> when you think about it. Because, you know. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm trying to find that too, Mo. I can't. I can't find. But we know. Okay, actually, he, he needs to be better. Yeah, actually, he shot 72 percent two years ago. He only shot 64 percent last year, Steve. So you're right. He has to. You know. You know, he's going to get fouled a lot. You like him to be more closer to 80 than, you know, than 64 or whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, um, I, I do want to hit on this because this guy's a good player, uh, just a solid pro, and and you hate to to hear news like this, but uh, the Memphis Grizzlies announced that uh, Stephen Adams is going to have to have knee surgery, and he's going to miss the entire year. Uh, he hurt his uh, posterior cruciate ligament. In yeah, January, and it just hadn't been right since. Yeah, I, you know, <laughs> obviously I feel for him. You know, I just had my knee replaced a couple months ago, and it's a process. And you know, there's ups and downs. And obviously, he tried. He had surgery, tried to make it a go, and something's not right. So they're going to probably have to go back in, uh, which is no fun. Believe me, I'll tell you that. So you know, and with John Morant, you know, doing his stupid stuff. You know, that, that's just, uh, you know, they were, they, I think two years ago, they were favored to win it all. And yeah, was, and think about it. And, and Mo, even last year, they had the second best record in the West. Now look at what's happening. And, you know, it's really bad. And, and it shows how things can go south really fast by a couple, you know, an injury and a, a young player's uh, stupid decision. And, and really, that's what you got to call it, uh, Paul. It is. I mean, uh, you know, nobody forced him, you know, and, and you know what? The worst is, you know, he did it again. So, I mean, you know, hopefully he's learned his lesson. Hopefully, uh, you know, he's listening to the right people now. And hopefully he'll, t you know, have a, the, the the career that we all want him and, and, and he, he's capable of having. But if you keep doing stupid stuff, then uh, things are going to happen. So we'll see. Uh, I think he's like halfway through the season when he's going to be able to come back or whatever that is. But they are letting him travel with the team and, you know, still be around them uh, in that but way. They can be done, but I think, he, I think he's out 25, 25 games. He can practice with the team. He cannot be in the arena when they play, though. So, Well, let, let's look at the West. We want to go over some of the teams as we get ready for the start of the season. Tips off tomorrow. Uh, and let, let's start in the West since we, we started with Memphis. And, uh, and, and get your thoughts. Uh, you got the Northwest Division, Minnesota, defending champ, Denver, Utah, Oklahoma City, Portland, Pacific, Golden State, Phoenix, Clippers, Lakers, Sacramento. The Pacific Division is loaded. Uh, Paul. Yeah, just like last year, it's the wild, wild west, right? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of teams you look at, I would say, Denver, Golden State, Lakers, Phoenix. i throw the Kings in there, Minnesota maybe, OKC, and then on the outside, Dallas. All those teams could come out of the west, right? I, you yeah. know, if things yeah. go right and they play right, right way and, you know, um, obviously, well, Let's talk with. The, let's talk about the defending champions, the, the Denver Nuggets. Okay. Had a great run. 
you know, uh, uh, the Joker is uh, one of the most unique bigs that's been around because, you know, he can rebound, he can block shots, uh, he can shoot the three with that ugly shot behind his head, like a Sigma almost, uh, Sigma type shot. Uh, you know, he's a great passer, uh, you know, so, uh, and then you, you combine him with Jamal Murray, who I think it seemed like Jamal Murray, you remember a few years back in the bubble, he was really coming into his own and, you know, was going to really skyrocket, but then he got hurt and he took a step back. He's had to sit out a whole year with his knee. Uh, and, but now I think he was probably 85 and 90% last year. But it was really good to see. And that one-two combination, I watched them in some preseason. And, man, I don't know how you guard that. Um, but, you know, the problem with Denver, you know, I don't have them as favorites in the West because everybody else got better and they didn't. They actually yeah. lost a, a player or two. You know, yeah. you know, they were role players. But so you got Jamal Murray, uh, Aaron Gordon, the Joker, Michael Porter Jr., and then what? Yeah. Then you got Reggie Jackson, Caldwell Pope, Christian Brown, and good old DeAndre Jordan. <laughs> I, I got that that here's I got that depth chart in front of me, Paul. Uh obviously Joker at center, Murray and KCP at the guards, uh Michael Porter and uh Aaron Gordon at the power forwards. Then backing them up, you have Peyton Watson. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't even know who that is, Paul. Nope, Just, nope. Justin Holiday, uh, Reggie Jackson uh, is a, a backup point guard. Christian Braun, who I, I do like him, but he's still so young. And he just hasn't done it. He, played, he had some good minutes in the playoffs, but yeah. Yeah, uh, and uh, Justin Holiday. I mean, I, you know. That doesn't seem like a lot. You're five deep at the best, five and a half, six. I mean, yeah. I mean, I you know, when you look at at their roster, they're starting five. Yeah, I believe in that. But after that, it takes a big drop off. Um, you know, and if you're looking at Phoenix Suns and the Warriors and the Lakers, even the Kings and OKC this year, I mean, I, I don't, I don't see. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if Denver loses in the first round next year. Yeah. Are you surprised they they stood pat, so to speak? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I did. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how you can you can win a championship. That's awesome, and you did great, and you did everything right, and you got you know you, you had luck on your side and, and stuff and. That's what you need to win a championship. But at the same time, you look around what, you know, I mean, the Suns pick up Bradley Beal and, you know, the, you know, the Bucks pick up uh, 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 Lillard and, you know, yeah. Holiday goes to, I mean, you know, and look at the Lakers who are, they pick up Gabe Vincent, who is a nice fit, and then Christian Wood, and, you know, and then the Warriors pick up uh, uh, Chris Paul and, you know, I don't know how you can sit there and go, okay, we're good to go. I don't know how the front office is doing that. I mean, I, you know, I don't know. Um, yeah, that, I, that I is kind of, it's kind of strange to be the defending champ. I mean, with, with two great players, you want to add to that. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's not a roster even last year that was a let's run a back roster. 
You know, yeah. that, that's not what they have. And, uh, you know, I can see, you know, people think I'm crazy, but I, I can see them losing in the first round. And, and really, they, they I, I think they will lose in the second round. So, you know, we'll see. Uh, let's stay out west. And uh, um, Phoenix, you mentioned them. I mean, they, you know, their big move was uh, picking up Bradley Beal, who is a, a really good scoring wing guard. Um, and they didn't have, you know, they had to, they had to give up Aiton, their big, uh, in that trade. But they pick up Nurkic, who is a really good big and really fits in with what they're doing. I mean, yeah. I think he's just as good, maybe even better for them than Aiton was. And yeah. they didn't have to give up. They got KD. You got Booker. And they picked up a good player from the Bucks, Grayson Allen, to go with that. Uh, and then they got a veteran in Eric Gordon. Um, and then they have the forever, can, is he really a good player, Bowl Bowl? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, you know, but, yeah. I mean, you know, you're talking about uh, KD, Booker, Bradley Beal, Nurkic, and Grayson Allen. That's their starters. That matches up with, uh, with Denver for sure, right? Absolutely. Now, now, what I also would like to hear your concerns about each of these teams that that we go over. Well, I think, like with the Suns, it's their bench also, which was not very strong last year either. I mean, they had one of the best starting fives, uh, but their bench is is pretty much non-existent. When when you look at you know Eric Gordon, who's a veteran and, and solid. Uh, Nazir Little, who, who's an up-and-coming young player, he averaged 16 points a game. And then you're looking at Watanabe, uh, Wada, Wada, uh, yeah. who's a good player. But other than that, I mean, you know, you're, you're looking at the best teams um, that are 8, 9, and 10 deep. And then you're looking at Denver and Phoenix that are 7 deep. And we all know what happens with injuries. You know, the best ability in the NBA now is availability. And, you know, both those teams are one injury one injury from their starter, you know, struggling to make, you know, get into the seven, you know, stay out of the playing game. Uh, Steve has a good point here about Golden State. No center. Yep. And Steve, I'm right there with you, brother. I, I've been harping on that. Steve, it's a great point. I was hoping they would pick up Christian Woods. You know, they, they uh, I mean, they, they, they got great basketball players. Uh, you know, you're talking about Curry and Clay and Draymond and Wiggins. Now they got Chris Paul. Looney's a 6'9", decent big. But they don't have a big body big, you know, that, that you're going to have to play if you play the Joker. Um, you know, and I don't know why they didn't pick up someone. And, and I know Steve Kerr likes to go small. Just look at the Team USA he had. They were small, and they didn't win a, a medal. Um, and he likes to go small. But, okay, you, you can like to go small, but you need a big body, uh, you know, that even if you only play him 10, 15 minutes during the season, in the playoffs when you play against the Joker, he's going to get 25 minutes and, and use his fouls and, and bang him around and, it caused them a problem. So, Steve, I, 
That is the Achilles heel with um, the Warriors, as far as I'm concerned. Paul, I, I look at their, on their depth chart, their listed depth chart, Chris Paul, point guard, Steph Curry, shooting guard, Clay Thompson, small forward, Andrew Wiggins, power forward, Draymond Green, center. Yeah. I guess Clay and Draymond might be 6'7". Clay, the, the big thing I read last week was you know, Clay's going to play power forward. <laughs> I mean, that's a strain on his body all, you know, all season, night in and night out. You're going to have to bang and rebound. And, you know, they, they picked up uh, uh, Dario Sarge, uh, who's, uh, who's a big, but he's only like 6'9", uh, maybe 6'10". Yeah. You know, Kaminga is six eight, but he's really skinny. So, you know, Looney, six eight, six nine, you know, and does a great job. I mean, hell, last year in the playoffs, he had a 20 rebound game. But at the same time, you know, when you're going up against the Joker or even uh, LeBron and AD, uh, you know, players like that, uh, you know, even like with Sacramento Sabonis, you know, it's it's going to be tough, and, and I agree. I think I don't know why uh, they couldn't pick up a legitimate, you know, a decent size. I'm talking about six eleven, seven foot, two sixty, two seventy, big, you know, backup. But they didn't. <laughs> I think it's gonna hurt. Mo, I think one of the things. <coughs> excuse me. They figured they're going to outscore you because you're going to have to guard them on the other end. Yeah, that's all fine and good till, you know, like Denver. Yeah, everybody tried to outscore Denver. But when they, you know, the Joker posts up and passes and assists and scores and gets you in trouble. <laughs> so, I, you know, that's all great, especially during the regular season. But in the playoffs, the games slow down. They get more physical. They don't call as many fouls. And you're going to and you, you and also you're going to get beat up on the on the rebound side of that. You can't run taking the ball out of bounds after the other team makes it. You run by getting rebounds off the glass and pushing it. That's how you run. That, I mean, I, I think that is a great point. And for, you, you know, because I hear a lot of people watching some of these shows that they're going to average 120 points a game, 125 points a game. They won't average that in the playoffs for sure. Yeah, no, they and they won't average <laughs> that during the regular season. And, yeah, you know. yeah. I mean, the, the team, when they won uh, the championships, um, you know, they didn't have a lot of size, but they had more size. And they were averaging probably um, 112, 113 points a game, but they're only giving up 98. Yeah. So th that, they, and their defense anchored them. So, you know, that's, that, that's mind boggling. That's as mind boggling to me. The two things that really throw me off. Why didn't Denver make some moves to make another run at the ring? And why didn't the Warriors get a legitimate big to play? There, there's, and I'm not talking about, uh, you know, Aiton or someone at that level. You don't need someone at that level. I mean, you know, I don't want to say it, but, but you know, Brooke Lopez's brother, <laughs> maybe somebody like that, you know? You need somebody that's going to bang, bang yeah. the joke. Yeah, and, and it's a big body. And, you know, rebound and play defense. Now, you know, uh, uh, what the hell? They had uh, 
you know, when they made their runs and stuff, the Warriors had like Luke Longley, right? Or um, they had JaVale McGee one year. Yeah, but they had Luke Longley and they had uh, uh, the other big kid too. I mean, they had seven foot guys, you know, that were good passers, good IQ, didn't take bad shots, yeah. but were physical. I, you know, yeah. I don't know. And that's going to hurt them in the long run. Yeah, uh, Steve has an interesting question about uh, Will Chamber. He says, we know Will is your favorite. How big was he really in person? You met him a couple of times over the years, didn't you, Mo? Oh, yeah, for sure. Will, Will was probably 7'1". You know, I'm 7 foot. He was probably 7'1", probably when he was playing in his prime, probably 290, 300 pounds. Dang. Of muscle. I mean, you know, Shaft, you know, Shaft is 7 foot, you know, maybe 7'1". Um, you know, and, and he played at probably 300, 310 pounds, but he was, you know, he was wide. Will was that, but he was muscle. It was all muscle. He never, you know, look at the pictures of when he played, not in his early years. In his early years, he was 7'1", one of the best athletes you'll ever see, Steve. High jumped, ran like a deer, brought the ball in, played for the Globetrotters, passed behind his back, drilled between his legs, did all that stuff. He could shoot half court hook shots, but uh, you know, but he was thinner back then, probably playing at about two set sixty. But like when he was with, you know, when he was with the Lakers and and, and that, he was two ninety, probably close to three hundred. What was is was artist bigger than Will? No, artist was taller, seven two. But artists, I bet, played. I, I, I had dinner with artists last last summer. Um, who he still looks like he's in great shape. Still play. Still strong. Still be careful when you shake hands; they'll break your fingers. <laughs> that started the fist pound. <laughs> but I think artists was probably playing at two sixty five, maybe two seventy. Okay, good question, Steve. We, we appreciate your questions. And anybody else, you got any questions or comments, uh, put them up there. We'll get them for Mo, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about them. We're going to stay out west because I can't wait to get to the east, Mo. A lot to talk about when we get over there. But uh, an, another team, let's go to L.A., but let's start with the Clippers. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, you know, if Kawhi's healthy again, and you know they're, they're a very deep team, like last year, they're one of the deepest and most talented teams. They, but they were hurt and they were banged up, um, you know. So um, you know they're right in the hunt with with everybody else as long as they stay healthy. Uh, okay, I got that depth chart too. Uh, point guard Russell Westbrook, shooting guard Paul George, center. Uh, Terrence, small forward, Terrence Mann, power forward, Kawhi Leonard, and Zubak at center. Who's good, by the way. He's got a great backup with Mason Plumlee. I, I just love the way he plays. Yep. Not going to hurt you, solid. Covington, Kenya Martin Jr., Norman Powell are some of the backups. Yeah, so, you know, they're, they're eight deep, nine deep. Um, you know, like, like uh, we're talking about the Warriors need a big – big body, uh, Plumlee is perfect fit, right? Somebody like that. But anyway, 
you know, the Clippers, you know, talent-wise, they match up with pretty much everybody in the West. Um, uh, maybe not uh, the Lakers, but, um, you know, they just have a history of being hurt all the time. Kawhi has, hasn't, I don't know, has he played more than 30 games in a season in the last three or four years? I don't think so. Yeah. You know, so, you know, that's just a big question mark for me. So, um, you know, the Clippers <laughs> seem to always be the Clippers, right? <laughs> Sacramento Kings had a great run last year. Uh, just a they were a fun team to watch, and De'Aaron Fox was great in the playoffs. And and more people thought, where, where did this guy come from? He's been in the league five or six years. It's just he was in Sacramento. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you find your fit and you find a flow. Uh, Sacramento was a team that was kind of surprised some people. I talked about trying to outscore people. That's what they tried to do. Um, uh, they have Sabonis, who's a really good big. Uh, uh, Keegan Murray, uh, Kevin Herter, who is a really good player too, uh, De'Aaron Fox, like you said, and Harrison Barnes. Uh, you know, they, they're, they're a team that has, they play about nine or 10 players. And some of these guys you haven't heard of, but they're really good and a good fit. So, you know, Sacramento uh, is going to be in the running for one of the uh, home, home courts uh, come playoff time in the West, along with about eight other teams. So, um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see if a team like that, you know, they kind of surprised some people and did really well. Now people are going to be waiting on them and see if they could really make that next step up. Um, and, and uh, you know, uh, I think the Warriors beat them in the first or second round in the playoffs. So, yeah, big... they, they also have uh, Malik Monk, who has really uh, put together a couple of pretty good years here. Yeah. So they got, they got see, they can like that's a team that can withstand an injury here or there because they have guys that can fill in next guy up, next man up. And Coach Brown's done a great job with that team too. Okay, before before we get to you to the West, we're, we're gonna do get your thoughts on at the beginning of the season, and then we'll come back at trade deadline because that's when rosters are really finalized for the stretch run. How, what do you see happening in the West? Um, like we, I, I have a team that we haven't even talked about yet. Probably, I I think they're. If it's not the Suns, maybe the Warriors, I think they're the team that's going to come out of the West. That's the Lakers. The Lakers have LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Hachimura, Reeves, Cam Reddish, D'Angelo Russell. They picked up Dave Vincent, Christian Wood. They got a defensive wing in 6'8", Vanderbilt, uh, Tareem Prince. That's one of the best teams in the West. And with LeBron coming down his home stretch, if AD stays healthy, I think they're my, in other people's opinion, underdog, my uh, dark horse to coming out of the West is the Lakers. Hey, hey Mo, how impress, is, impressive is this, what LeBron James is doing, going into his 20th year, age 38. They have him checked in at 6'9", 250. Uh, he has a bit, he has a bit too... He hasn't been 250 since his rookie year, by the way. 
he's two he's two seventy two seventy five easy. <laughs> but he's but he's all muscle too. I mean, you know what he's doing. You know, still being able to fly through the air, still being able to get up and down the floor. And he's had some injuries too that he's overcome. But you know, anymore now, you know, like now in the NFL, you know, you have a quarterback that's forty years old. No big deal, right? You know, there's a, you know, that used to be, you can't do that. The same with the NBA now, you know, you got guys, you know, like LeBron 38, 39, still having great years and still have some great years ahead of them. So, you know, but what he's doing is pretty special. And I told you, you know, we talk about, um, Wimba Yamba, uh, the young, uh, gentleman that's with the Spurs who's seven, two with an eight foot arm span and can dribble and shoot and all that stuff. No, I'm calling him a freak uh, because you don't see that very often. That's different than anybody else. And that's what LeBron is. LeBron is 6'8", 270, run up and down, pass the ball, shoot the ball, defend, block shots, uh, and looks like he's, you know, 28 years old, not 38. So, um, you know, and, you know, when you think about that, I'm not concerned about LeBron staying healthy. I'm concerned about Anthony Davis staying healthy. Yeah. <laughs> right. But I mean, look yeah. look at their roster. Um, yeah, I, I got their depth chart up here. Starting lineup: D'Angelo Russell, uh, Austin Reeves at guards, LeBron at the small forward, Jer- Jared Vanderbilt at four power forward, Anthony Davis at center, Gabe Vincent, uh, Torian Prince. Hachimura and Christian Wood coming off the bench. They also have Cam Reddish uh, and uh, Jackson Hayes. It's a good roster, man. Really good roster. I mean, you know, that picking up Christian Wood, spread the floor, he can shoot threes, 6'11". You know, Hachimura played great in the, in the uh, World yeah. Games. And, you know, D'Angelo Russell is the guy that let me down last year. You know, I think, you know, he made so many silly mistakes in games in the playoffs. And to me, he's the one that let everybody down last year. Uh, and uh, now picking up Gabe Vincent, you know, and you got Reeves. That's a, I'll take that roster in the West and play any of these other teams. So you got the Lakers coming out of the West. Well, that's Although, I, we're going to go to the East. Well, I'm, I'm, yeah, but I'm not like like the West is a wild, wild West. You, we haven't talked about OKC, one of the youngest and, and most talented. Ooh, teams. OKC, Min- yeah, we got to hit Minnesota, who uh, you know, with uh, Anthony Edwards has proven to be a superstar. We haven't talked about the Dallas Mavericks with Luka and Irving, even though I don't think that fits. But they got better. They picked up Seth Curry, Grant Williams, and they uh, uh, drafted a seven-one kid out of Duke, uh, Derek Lively. I mean, so, you know, I, I think, in my opinion, the two, I mean, you're looking at the Suns, the Warriors, and the Lakers, but then you have Denver, Sacramento, Dallas, OKC, Minnesota, all in the mix. But, you know, yeah. so and, that's and, a hard. But hey, I, we, had, we hadn't mentioned New Orleans. Yeah, they're not. No, never mind. You don't have to mention New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about it. You know, it's well, not. <laughs> what would you like to see from Zion? Just just play? play? Play. Stay in shape and play. How about that? Stay in shape and play. How about that? <laughs> I mean, 
they, they don't compete with any. So, you know, if you look at my, my prediction, you know, of the West, I'm going to, I'm going to have, I'm going to have the Lakers coming out of the West. Uh, I'm going to have the Suns and the Warriors right behind them. And then the pack of everybody else. Well, is it, is it, is it a team we should watch out for? Last year was Sacramento. That's a process. I don't, I would say OKC uh, with Holmgren. Uh, I think Holmgren will get rookie of the year because he was hurt last year. So this is the second year. Um, and they have uh, uh, Alexander, who is, you know, one of the best point yeah. guards in the league now. Uh, but I think it's too, I think it's too early for them. I think they're still a year or two away from playing in the West finals. So, you know, uh, I, I would pick the Warriors, but they don't have a big, I, I don't, you heard me about Denver. Um, I have the Lakers and the Suns. Um, but I would, I'm going to go with my, my, my other buddy, Chris Finch in Minnesota. They might surprise people in the West. Yeah, Anthony Edwards has become a really good young player, hasn't he? Yeah, now Anthony Towns has to be who he was a couple of years ago, who was two years ago, he was in the running for MVP, you know, uh, and then Gobert has to do what he does. They're not very deep, but, you know, they can get it done. But So who are you picking out of the West? Um. You know what? I, I think I like the Lakers. I'm not trying to copy off of you, Mo, but I – I like the the depth they have, the quality starting five. It's going to depend on health. If they can stay healthy, I I, I like the Lakers coming out of there. And uh, I I my surprise team. I guess we really can't call them surprise, but keep an eye out for Sacramento again. I don't think that was a fluke last year, uh, Mo. No, they're deep. So yeah, but I just you know. Uh... You know, I think that with uh, Chris Paul going to the Warriors, Bradley Beal going to the Suns, the Kings haven't made moves like that. So, and, and see, and the thing about Paul, Chris has a hard time staying healthy too. Yeah, but he's not gonna. He's not asked to carry a team anymore. I mean, he, you know, he's almost like a backup point guard, right? That is going to be in the game in the fourth quarters and be a distributor. So his role is totally. How, how would you manage him if you're coaching that team? Um, I think Steve had a meeting with the, the, the main six or seven guys and said, listen, I don't know who's going to start. I mean, I mean, look at, look, if you're the Warriors, you got Curry, Clay, Draymond, Wiggins, Chris Paul, and, uh, Looney, that's six, right? That could start. And then Kaminga is right in there, you know? So, you know, I, I think... I would talk to Chris and say, you know, uh, I would, I would lean towards starting him and, you know, but playing him limited minutes, you know, you don't have to play, you know, you can play five, six minutes in the first quarter and five and six minutes in the second quarter. And then we'll see how the game's going, uh, and see what the flow, uh, because, you know, he's a guy that's been a almost, uh, you know, not, not many pure point guards out there anymore, uh, right, Ricky? I mean, yeah. tell me who, where, who, what team has a pass-first point guard? Nobody oh, yeah. really anymore. Oh, but, but CP3, he, he has been that before, right? He's yeah. been a distributor. 
Uh, and then he scores when he needs to score. And that's kind of the role he's going to be there. I mean, you know, run down, have Chris Paul bring the ball down and Curry's on your right, Clay's on your left. And, you know, Draymond's the trailer and, and Wiggins is, I mean, holy cow, he's got a lot of options there. Uh, uh, Steve says he's taking the Suns, then the Lakers, then Denver, uh, then the Kings. Uh, okay. Yeah, well, hey, uh, hey, hey, Steve's gonna get one of them, right? He's picking like four teams, man. Yeah, well, I, if I'm going there, I'm going Lakers, unless AD gets hurt, then I'm going the Suns, and then I'm going, uh, I'm gonna go with the Warriors because I can't. <laughs> hey, hey, uh, let's let's get to the uh, east. I, and, and let's start with uh, really uh, the James Harden situation. <laughs> yeah. I mean, let's get that out of the way, man. Yeah, I mean, it's um, really sad, right? I mean, how is it for an organization to go through the Ben Simmons bullshit a couple years? Now you got the James Harden bullshit. It's like, it's like the, it's like the uh, Chicago Cubs or something. You're like, I mean, it's... And and, Mo, and 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 you can see if it was just some team that's winning twenty five games a year, this is a team with championship aspirations. That's dealing with this kind of nonsense. Yeah, they're just like shooting themselves in the foot with these guys, and and you just feel for Joel Embiid, who was MVP of the year last year, and you know he's seen he's been through this. Hey, trust the process. Well, guess what? Your process is, is crap. <laughs> you got, yes. You're dealing with Ben Simmons' process, and then you got the James Harden process. I, you know, if I'm if I draw a beat, I'm like I'm going into the ownership and going, oh, hey, you know this process stuff. Let's get rid of this right now and start. You know, let's let's get that out of here. There's no more because look at what we've been through, and you know that's why, you know, Philly with Harden or someone semi-like Harden-like, they're top of the East. But with all the turmoil, they're in the middle of the pack now. But Paul, what what if you're Jolin B? What if you're Tobias Harris or, or Maxi, and you guys are trying to challenge for a championship and one of your main guys is pulling this? And, and, and Paul, we know that this is a business and, and you guys always say you don't count another guy's money, but this even really about money. No, it's about loyalty and, and commitment. And and here's the problem. Uh, ben Simmons, Kyrie Irving, James Harden, they don't care. They, they don't care. They don't care if you're going to win a championship. They don't care if they're going to let their teammates down. I mean, you know, uh, Harden left training camp, didn't even tell anybody. He just left. I mean, Ricky, if we're both teammates and I'm getting ready to get out of here, I'm going to knock on your door at the hotel room at training camp and say, hey, hey, Ricky, I, I know, you know, it's tough, but, you know, I got to think about my future and uh, I'm leaving, man. I'm, I'm sorry. He didn't even do that to anybody. I mean, yeah. I mean they, had, uh, they had Nick Nurse. Uh, their new coach on, and they asked him, you know, has he talked to Harden? He said, I text Harden uh, yesterday and the day before and see if he's okay. And he never got back to me. I mean, that's like, you know, that's like you texting, 
like like you texting me, you know, because uh, I have personal, I'm, I'm gone for personal reasons, right? That's what he's saying. I'm gone for personal reasons. And you're my teammate and you text me, hey, Mo, are you okay? And I don't even answer you. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's terrible. And, 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 and Paul, even if he shows up again to play, I mean, do you really trust this guy? I, no, I don't trust him. I wouldn't trust Simmons. I wouldn't trust Kyrie. This guy, they've already proved you can't, you know, you can't trust those guys. I mean, you just, you know, and if you're in the battle and, you know, some of these guys know, some don't know. NBA championship run, preseason, training, 82 games, travel, playoffs, yeah. another 20 games, injuries, sickness, uh, you know, uh, bad calls. You're battling through all that stuff with someone that really doesn't care. <laughs> yeah. You, 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 there's no way you can win like that. No, and there's no way that Joel Embiid or any of those other guys can put pressure on him because he doesn't care. So what are you going to do? You know? Hey, hey, James, this is bullshit, man. We got a chance to win a championship, and you're screwing around. And, you know, I, I know you got burned, but you're going to make $35 million, okay? Yeah. So let's suck it up. Let's play this year, win a championship, and then renegotiate later. It's, yeah. Don't worry about, you know what, Daryl Morey, who cares? Most players on NBA teams never talk to the general manager. They talk yeah. to the coaches. They never talk to the general manager. So who cares? Put him out. You don't even have to see him. So let's go win a championship. The problem is, you know, he'll, he'll, he just doesn't care. <laughs> well, I'm looking at the depth chart. James Harden, point guard, Maxi, Harris, small forward, P.J. Tucker, uh, power forward, Joel Embiid, Patrick Be Beverly, backup point, DeAnthony Melton. They got Kelly Oubre. Who's really good. And uh, Paul Reed, who I I'm not familiar with Paul Reed. Paul Reed's been around. He was with the Clippers for a while, I think. He's a backup, but he's solid. But uh, Kelly Oubre averaged 20 points a game last year. Yeah. You know, so Patrick Beverly and P.J. Tucker are leaders and veterans. Maxie is... Uh, a younger version of Holiday, you know, yeah. through Holiday. Uh, and Tobias Harris is a really good wing in MB. So, you know, they need – Harden's not going to play. Harden, Harden just cross him out. That's not on your depth chart anymore. Yeah. you got to fill that. Remember we talked about when Ben Simmons did this? And yeah. I talked about go get anybody, somebody, trade them for somebody because right now there's a whole – He's not there, and no one else has replaced him. And that's yeah. where Harden is now. So, so what? You go get, uh, uh, you know, uh, lack of a, uh, Caleb Martin or uh, Tyler Hero or you know anybody, right? So, someone yeah. like that, you yeah. know, because right now you don't have anything. And then add that to your depth chart. So just just say uh, for the hell of it, right? Don't even say uh, Tyler Hero. Say um, uh, Duncan Robinson, right? 
So now you got Embiid, Tobias Harris, Maxi, PJ Tucker, Beverly, Kelly Oubre, and uh, Duncan Robinson. I like that. Yeah. I like yeah. that. Yeah, and you know Duncan's going to show up every night and be ready to play. I mean, you know, shoot, you know, I don't know. The Clippers are really they're putting the screws to Philly now because they know they're up on the hot seat. And, and here's the thing for people out there that don't understand that James Harden said he left the team for personal reasons. Well, number one, if you don't notify anybody that you can still be fined for that, but okay, you have personal reasons, but he's not telling anybody what those personal reasons are. The reason he says personal reasons is he's still getting paid. Right. And at some point, Philly's going to have to say, okay, you got to tell us what the personal reasons are, or we're going to have to start finding you, which is over $300,000 every game you miss. Cha-ching. Hey, but Paul, the crazy thing about it, uh, Maury was his guy for years. Maury brought him into Houston, out of Oklahoma City, let him do whatever he wanted. He led the league in scoring. I think they went to the West Finals one of those years. I mean, didn't he? He brought in Chris Paul to play with them. He brought in some, like a bunch of people to play with them. And they were, and uh, Maury was one of the reasons that he got to Philly. But then the contract, the extension never happened. And I'm sure Daryl probably made him a, 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 a verbal promise that I'm going to take care of you. And he thought it meant extension. And uh, it, it just didn't happen. So, you know. Well, let's, let's let's keep moving, man. Uh, um, let's stay in the Atlantic Division. With this is this is my team. Okay, my early predictions here will be Milwaukee or Boston, and and I really think Boston did a great job in the off season, uh, Mo. Uh, and and bringing in Drew Holiday kind of sealed the deal for me. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's a toss up for me between the Bucks and Boston. And of course, I'm going to pick Bucks because I was a Buck. Absolutely. And my, my jersey thing. A Bucks legend. Let's get this. <laughs> so, I'm, but it's not an easy pick. I mean, let's break it down, right? Uh, with the Bucks, you got Giannis, Lillard, Middleton, if he's health, healthy, uh, Brooke Lopez, and uh, Cognitin, right? And then you have Portis, uh, Malik Beasley, Jay Crowder, and uh, uh, that's about it off the bench, right? So there, that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. That's eight deep, nine deep. Then you got Boston, uh, Jalen Brown, Tatum, Porzingis, Drew Holiday, and then you got Horford, Derek White, Pritchard, um, and, and so that's kind of a toss up to me between both those teams, right? Yeah, but but man, I I really like the fact that Porter can now play less minutes. Yeah, yeah. I I would think they would start Jalen Brown, Tatum, Porzingis, Holiday, and Derek White, and bring Horford off the bench. I, I think that's what they'll do, and Pritchard off the bench. Now, Mo, how does Porzingis fit what they what they want to do? 
They say he fits great. I mean, uh, you know, people, you know, he's been hurt and, and been let down. He did average 17 points and like nine rebounds last year on, on an average year for him. So he, he can run, he can still jump, uh, he can shoot threes, uh, dribble handoffs, keeps the floor spread. Um, and he can guard bigs to some extent, but then you have Horford to do that too. So, you know, I know they, I mean, let's face it, right? You gave up Smart, who you didn't want to give up, and got Porzingis as a big, but then you got Holiday back. So if you said, okay, who do you want, Smart or Holiday? I'm taking Holiday every day. Holiday's an upgrade. Yes. So there you go. So, I mean, they upgraded. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Holiday's an upgrade. So um, I'm, picking, I'm picking the Bucks, but Boston, you know, and then my second level um, is the Cavs, Miami, and Philly. Yeah. Yeah. Probably and, in that and, order. I think my surprise might be the Cavs because we talked about them last year as having one of the best starting fives in the league. And they right. made some of this. So you got uh, uh, Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland, one of the best backcourts. Jared Allen, Evan Mobley as fr uh, up front. They're both seven footers. And then you picked up Max Struess, the shooter from Miami. You got right. uh, Isaac Okora, uh, George Niang, Chris oh, LeVert, yeah, and Chris Rubio. So, I mean, that's that's they could win the East. Yeah, yeah, I, but but I'm kind of with you. I still think they are a level below uh, Boston and Milwaukee, and, and really even Philly, uh, Paul. I, if I'm looking at, if I'm looking, it depends on what they get for Harden. If I'm looking at Philly's roster now, I'm taking the Cavs every day. Give me that roster over Philly for sure. Over Philly, no question. Minus Hart. Okay. No question. Now, if you, if if Philly gets a, you know, a, even a Duncan Robinson, a, a Tyler Hero type guy, I don't. I'm just throwing those names out, but someone like that, that quality, then Philly is right there. Hey, let's talk a little bit about Brooklyn right quick as we head down the home stretch. You know, uh, Ben Simmons has had a nice preseason, and I'm thinking you're going to tell me what you want to see is the same thing from him that you saw from Zion. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Ben Simmons, before he had his back personal reasons and demanded out of Philly, he was in – the beginning of that year was three years ago, I think. He was, at the beginning of that year, he was in the talks for MVP. He scored 16 points a game, uh, 11 assists, you know, 10 rebounds. He's a triple-double guy. He, you know, and a really good defender. Really great defender. Couldn't shoot very well. Um, but, you know, uh, I mean, uh, either can Draymond Green, right? So right. he was a Draymond Green type of player, but then you know all the other stuff happened. So, <laughs> uh, Steve says uh, EC likes the Bucks, then Boston. Yeah, I I think they're the clear favorites. Those two, if everybody's healthy, and we'll check back after the trade deadlines. Uh, Pistons win fifteen more games. I don't know if they win that many. I think they'll be improved though. Uh, what they won last year. Uh, 
I think 20 games or so. Hey, you will be yeah, close, I bet. They, they'll get to 30. They, uh, you know, uh, I tell you, nobody's going to watch him, but Kay Cunningham's a really good player, uh, Paul. Oh, absolutely. And uh, having him, he only played uh, two games, I think, last year. So so they'll be better. But uh, certainly not challenging for anything in the East. Do you have a, a team to maybe keep our eye out on? Maybe that's – could that be Cleveland for you or anybody else besides Cleveland? Yeah, I mean, you know, Miami's always there, right? You know, you got Butler, Bam, Tyler Hero, Robinson. They'll probably make a trade. Uh, Caleb Martin – uh, they picked up Thomas Bryant, the big kid. Kevin Love's still there. But they, Miami seems to, like in the playoffs, do damage, right? When nobody really expects it because they have Butler. But, yeah, I think mine is, my pick is if it's not Bucks or Boston, it's Cavs, which is another one of my teams, by the way. <laughs> but when I see Miami, I, when I see this, that roster almost looks stale to me. Yeah, I mean. You know what I mean? I, they were, in the, I, they were in the NBA Finals last year. I, I totally Tyler understand Hero, that. Yeah, I mean, but they didn't have anybody any anybody big enough to guard the Joker. That's where they they were really hurt because they didn't have a big body. But but that's I know their their roster looks like okay. They got some good players. Blah blah blah. Bam, some power forward playing center. But they always seem to get it done. <laughs> yeah. Hey, is that? You know, they always talk about culture. Is that is that part of that? Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, what, it comes from the top, right? They have an owner that will pay money in Harrison, and then they have uh, Riley, and then they have Spolster, who's a really good coach. So it kind of trickles down there. And I think Riley is the guy that, you know, he's a no-nonsense. Everybody knows that. Um, I mean, I remember, shoot, even, you know, He's finding guys for too much body fat. I mean, who does that anymore? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and speaking of that, is Lowry still with them? Let me check that, Ross. Yes. I believe so. Yep. Yep. In fact, I, they, have him, they have him listed as the starting point guard. Yeah, because I thought the starting the starting lineup on their depth chart is Lowry, Hero, Josh Richardson, Butler, and Adebayo. With love, and uh, I really don't know some of these other guys. Caleb, Caleb Martin. Caleb R Martin, yeah. RJ Hampton. Thomas Bryant. Oh yeah, Bryant is uh, backing up. Yeah. I could see Bryant actually if he's maybe trying to start him at the five and move down to the four. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you know. Serviceable point guard. Well, Mo, any final thoughts, man? No, I think uh, so. We'll, we got this down. I think the Bucks come out of the East and the Lakers come out of the West. And we have our secondary of Boston. Uh, and I have the Cavs as a, my um, dark horse. And then uh, I have Lakers, Suns. And then Minnesota is my dark horse. Well, uh, hey, any any players you're looking forward to watching? I, I'm sure you're gonna have your eye on Wimbiana down in uh, uh, San Antonio. Yeah, I mean, Wimbiamba, who 
impressed the Warriors the other day in the preseason. And, uh, I saw some video, some practice of one of the teams are getting ready to face them, and they had an assistant coach with these big arm things <laughs> to reach like 10 feet. Because, I mean, he's a unique player. I, I, I don't, it's going to be interesting to see how he holds up in the 82-game season and the travel. And, uh, you know, it's funny. It's interesting to me that players like Luca and and the Wimbiamba, some others, say it's easier to score in the NBA than it is overseas. And that might be true to some extent, but it's harder to get through an NBA season than it is an overseas season. Overseas season, you're playing, you know, 50 games, one every other, you know, two a week. In NBA, you're playing 82 games, uh, you know, four or five games a week and travel. Yeah, let, let me talk to you after this season when beyond and see how easy it was to get through an NBA season. And Mo, that wall is a real thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the rookie wall, you know, because players are used to playing 30 to 40 games at the most. Well, that's only half a season. We're, you know, those guys have played a full season before the All-Star break. And we still got a whole season to go. <laughs> and it's it's physical, but it's also mental too. Yeah. It's a it's a job. I mean, it's a job. Ooh. Whether you're a starter, uh, a coach, a backup, it's a yeah. job. You gotta yeah. go to, you gotta do your job. You know, if I'm if I'm if I'm like when I played, if I'm playing, you know, fifteen to twenty five minutes a game, I'm not playing forty, but you know, I got to be ready for those. I don't know when those are coming. I have to be physically ready. I have to be mentally ready. I got to travel. I got to get ready. I got to ice. I got to do all that stuff. It's a job. It's a grind. Talk about, I like how all these people post, it's the grind. We're on a grind. Go through an NBA season and see what a grind is. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Hey, well, we're going to get out of here, big fella. I, I see you rocking your Chiefs cap. That's six and one. Hey, who's the only team that beat them this year? So, yeah, the team that got blown out this week. <laughs> that, that, team, that team. Hey, I'm looking at the score right now. The Monday night game, Minnesota's leading uh, San Francisco 16-7, to and they have it on the 49ers' one-yard line. Minnesota's 2-4, and four, and San Francisco's 5-1. and one. I mean, you just yeah. don't know. Yeah, any given Sunday, Monday, or Thursday. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Uh, appreciate your questions and comments. We are looking forward to the start of the season. Hope your team does great. Uh, but until next time, oh, don't forget, you can check us out on Believe.com also, this and all our other shows, B-L-E-A-V.com. Uh, but for my friend Paul Mokeski, I'm Rick Hampton. See you next time. Peace, everybody. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.